But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and we talk about X-wing. This week we're still getting adjusted to the Dagobah savings time change, so our shelves are unstocked. I guess we're going to spend all this time talking about X-wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Middle. And I'm poor Jenkins. And it's been a while. We've got stuff and things. Uh, fair disclaimer, this is actually our second attempt to record this, as we had some audio issues the first time. So bear with us if we sound like we've got over this stuff before. Thankfully, it'll hopefully be new to you. Uh, yeah, Dagobah Savings Time was so much funnier last recording. It really was. <laughs> that joke worked better the first time. <laughs> yeah, it read much better the day after the time change. Insert oh. Greg laughing. But real quick, uh, shout out to you guys and all of our other veterans. Happy Veterans Day, and thank you for your service. Thank you, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's 50% of our podcast. I think we Pretty actually good. have more more vets per, per capita than any other X-Wing podcast. We also have Possibly. more veterans nonprofit employees than most other podcasts. That's true. That's 75% of our podcast. All <laughs> right. It's probably tough to beat. Indeed. A lot of math going around. <laughs> well, we are a math podcast, essentially. What? That's true. Yeah, we basically. I just, don't belong here. <laughs> we we like our little plastic spaceships and our clickety clack math rocks. So, <laughs> well, uh, what have we all been up to since the last time we recorded? It's been a hot minute since we're kind of uh, producing on a slower schedule with no organized play, and up until recently, not a lot of news. But there's been a lot of news recently, so we've got quite a bit to cover. Uh, but what have we been up to? Oh. I think I flipped off somebody's grandma today. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime you flip off somebody, there's a risk it's somebody's <laughs> grandma. Like, <laughs> Oh, God. Now that's going to go through my head every time I'm like, see anybody. I'm like, oh, I can be somebody's grandma. Uh, <laughs> no, like, so we went out, and there were just so many people out today. And honestly, I lost track of, like, a calendar date because I don't, like, care. I don't have to care. And so, like, somebody was, you know, like, we were out on Wanamaker, which is the big road. And it was so busy. And I was like, why? And then I was, like, seeing Black Friday stuff. And I'm like, it's forever. Like, we're not even. And I was like, oh, God, it's mid-November. It's two weeks from today is Black Friday. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, all these stores planning and uh, starting their Veterans Day sales, which are just rolling over into their Black Friday sales. And it's, uh, it's a heck of a time. Uh yeah. I made chili uh, today. It's simmering right now. That's pretty exciting. Ooh. It's cold today. Yeah, It is It is it's incredibly cold out. I've actually cold. got a space heater under the desk keeping my feet warm. 53 degrees in our house when I came upstairs this morning. And poor Harry's like hunched over with a blanket over his head in a chair. And I'm like, you can turn the heat on, Harry. <laughs> oh my god, Harry's like 110 pounds and negative three yeah, body fat. He said he's been conditioned by his parents to not adjust a- ACs and stuff. And I'm like, bro, 53 <laughs> degrees. I had bumping up 15 degrees to get to room temperature. Like, oh my gosh. The insanity my... of my room is it was still like a balmy 72. <laughs> <laughs> it refuses to change temperature regardless of where it is anywhere else in the house. You, 
you just open your your bedroom door and then you can just breathe out and it's just yeah. mist from the like hallway. I woke up I woke up sweaty and then I like went out of my room to pee and I was like oh my god it's so cold out here How is this <laughs> all these peasants out here sleeping yeah. in the cold yeah all I imagine now is in your house is like Doug is like the heat miser from that Christmas yeah but I hate cold. it I would rather be cold I would if my room was sixty <laughs> degrees I'd be happy <laughs> instead I'm so hot all with, the time like that's understandable uh. But yeah, there has actually been a lot of X-Wing news in the last uh, couple weeks since we've recorded. There have been a couple tournaments. Doug and I played in the Exegol Galactic Qualifier. Uh, yeah, we didn't uh, rock the place. Uh, Doug and... Uh, no, I have to do what you did last time. You have yeah. to forget that I have to drop <laughs> and insult me. I, yeah, I, I assumed, like most tournaments, Doug had made the cut, forgetting that he went 0-2 drop. And... Uh, I ended up going uh, one and three, stuck in there just so I could make a uh, top eight in the Rebel faction. I chose to fly Rebels, knowing that they were, right now, kind of considered the least powerful faction, figuring they'd be the least played. And I was correct. So that was a, a quick way into some uh, pins. But it was a fun time. I've been having uh Actually, I've been having a lot of fun with X-Wing lately again. It's been a while, but uh, I'm really starting to enjoy myself, especially with a lot of this new stuff coming out that we've been testing out on a tabletop simulator and whatnot. Uh, oh, to me, a tabletop. This is also the first weekend that tournaments have been run without tabletop.to. What are we uh, using? Was it Cryodex? We back on Cryodex? Well, it depends. Uh, There's uh, a couple alternatives now. Longshanks is one. Yeah, Longshanks uh, seems to be the popular one until Roll Better comes out, which is mm -hmm. the... The one that Dion is working on with the guy who runs, who, who ran Cooperate Yards, and mm -hmm. a couple other people. Yeah, they're they're doing a couple stress tests of that. If you want to help out, you can go to the Gold Squadron Discord. Dion is occasionally posting calls for people to test the software. Uh, so good for them. Uh, I know the crates had actually been working around the clock to get. Uh, details from a Northern California tournament and put them all manually into List Fortress. So hopefully we'll have a way to quickly import that stuff That's again. Some 1.0 level data collection. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing in first edition was a tournament would finish and everybody would be like, okay, what were the lists? Let's try to get as many of them filled as possible. Spam every post about the event to try to get as many lists as possible. Yeah. That's why if you look at, if you go back to, it wasn't List Fortress, it was List Juggler. List Juggler. List Juggler yeah. Yeah. Yep. Look at List Juggler. It's almost always just cut data. There's no actual Swiss data because it was mm -hmm. just too hard to get information. Very true. Yeah, tournaments also seemed a lot bigger back then. So, uh, I mean, some of them it varied. Yeah, we got a points change. Uh, well, points update really. Yeah, points uh, adjustment. Yeah, uh, significant meta changes. A lot of uh, stuff got nerfed. Uh, I'm trying to remember everything that got mostly changed. Was it resistance Y wings? Yeah. yeah. So the three big ones were resistance Y wings, uh, chaff missiles. And the two-point ties for Empire. Right, those switched up, and the Proxmines went up as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then so and that there was were a couple kind of, of a, little changes, but... Was, was that kind of a nerf to that uh, FO list? Yeah, I think yeah, so, it, yeah. It essentially yeah. took that FO list and addressed the tie bombers as being the problem. And essentially, <laughs> right. they have to pick either Proxmines or Chaff Missiles now. Oh, um, nice. Which is more than fair, I think. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I still would have been on the just ban Chaff Missile train, because they're... Just not fun to play against, but that's fine. You at yeah. least have to make choices now to bring them. Mm -hmm. 
it makes you a lot more aware, especially with higher agility ships, of where you're going to be in relation to those ships. And a first order bomber with chaff missiles is still a threat. It can hit anywhere with that thing in the system phase. So yeah, although I think uh, only Grudge can do chaff missiles, skilled bombardier, and another bomb, and I think it has to be seismics and. The others don't have enough loadout, so they have to choose either a second bomb or skilled bombardier, which is nice. Because okay. um, like skilled bombardier chaff missiles are insane, but if that's literally the only thing the bomber is doing, that's probably fine. Yeah, it's probably not. Um, not too All right. I got a, I got a question. Do you do you think that instead of uh like um increasing the points on prox mines, they should have maybe reduced the amount of loadout points on the ship? Because uh, now prox mines affects everything. Uh, yes, like because you know. prox mines were to they were overpowered. To, to, to no matter what ship you wanted to put them Correct. on, there prox yeah. mines do more damage on average than proton torpedoes. I've been running them on oh, contrail, right. and okay. it seems overpowered. Oh no, I love <laughs> prox mines, and I'll 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 play prox mines all yeah, the time. So, they okay. have that's a, a really point. high floor. Is the big thing right? Yeah. Okay, I didn't think about that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like take something like uh, an Ada, for example. Like an Ada shouldn't get hit by a prox mine, but if an Ada is on is in a list and a Prox mine is in the opposing list, that Ada can never make a mistake, or it could just get literally one shot by a bomb. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's Maybe. an extreme example, but in general, Prox mines are just too damaging. They they put yeah. up too much threat for the opportunity. Absolutely. Cost. Yeah, absolutely. I love Prox mines because they'll yeah. they'll punch you right in the face. Yeah. And yeah, and they did increase the cost, but it's only a two point shift. Like the bombardment drones can still take them. Are probably yeah. the most popular one outside of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like I think if you uh, wanted to build with prox mines, then you would just have your probably your ship with your naked prox mine and not some shenanigans. Which seems good too. Uh, bombardment drones; those are the hyenas that can poop the bomb out the front, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Would it be poop? Yes, I don't the... think it would be poop if it's. It'd be, it'd be vomit them out the front. They're droids. Uh, they have a cloaca, I this guess. Is, so. This sounds gross. <laughs> Fair. You have small children. You used to. Be I have small children. I oh, I don't want to talk about poop and. Yeah, I'm I'm good to move on from this topic. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> With that points update, we did get points and ships and cards for the Battle of Yavin. I will say the only other thing, at least in my opinion, the interesting thing about the points change is it's the first one, at least that I can remember, where there have been zero buffs. It yeah. was only nerfs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. That's kind of what was needed at the moment. I don't yeah, think it was, any. It was kind of disappointing at first. Mm -hmm. but i've i've grown to accept it mm -hmm. yeah and and if you take an objective look at it like it's actually a relatively short amount of time between points changes compared to normal and it's very little data compared to normal so yeah, i think I just think... addressing problem stuff is fine Fair. i agree and i think like what? if that's the their philosophy going forward i'm okay with that too mm -hmm. i'm okay with always just lowering the ceiling yeah. and, never and i'm sure there'll be a there'll be a few things <laughs> that'll be buffed eventually like there's stuff the that don't want to see more um i mean well maybe <laughs> like we'll you... see how hot shots and aces yeah i mean hot shots and aces is pretty good for this gun faction but we'll get yeah. to that later <laughs> would you uh, say that I... oh. oh sorry would you say that it's a healthy thing for the game? Like, they did not adjust a lot. Like, it wasn't the holistic, you know, game. So, like, they really just addressed some issues. So, like, that's I think so, pretty yeah. healthy. This yeah. is what I expected uh, points adjustments to be like from the get-go. Yeah. And um, then they I kept mean, giving it, us... It depends on what you want from the meta, really. Like, yeah. the, Do you want a big shake-up every... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's perfectly fine to say, I don't care about pure balance. I want the game to be interesting. And large shake-ups continually mm -hmm. do that. Oh, uh, gotcha. That's true. Uh, I mean, that also that's... leads to... That, that was more of FFG's philosophy, honestly. 
Um, and it led to things like Nantex. Um, so like you get a lot of shakeups and sometimes that means stuff gets through that shouldn't have. Um, or you get yeah. what AMG is leaning towards, but that means if you don't like the meta, you probably are never going to like the meta. Right. Yeah. So it's there's pros and cons to both. And we'll be we'll be interesting to see if AMG, after having a more wide data set, goes with a bigger points change next time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that they could yeah. decide they like the meta now and a year from now they could be like, Okay, this has been long enough, let's shake it up a lot. Yeah, shake, shake it up, bro. Really, yeah. Like you don't have to fix things necessarily, but you can just yeah, on maybe on a seasonal basis, quote unquote. Yeah, like this is way yeah. too simple, but like they could be going on the basis of we want the tie swarm to be the the average list. Like the average list strength should be a tie swarm. And then next meta they could decide we want X Wing spam to be the the baseline. And so you have to shift points around to meet that standard. Yeah, I, uh, I can see like, that. I mean, the game's more complicated than that, but like as a, but as a yeah, yeah. yeah. As right, a yeah. right. Well, we also got points for the Battle of Yavin as it was released. Uh, some of us have had the chance to play with uh, the cards. I don't think any of us have still played the scenario yet. Uh, I'm planning to play it next week at our game night, so I'll be able to report on that. But it, the scenario looks fun, uh, kind of like droid soccer more than an actual competitive scenario. But I'm liking these standardized loadout cards. They all seem pretty good for Battle of Yavin. Yeah, um, I'm pretty happy with them now, too. Uh, I do think that they where they might suffer is in situations like AMG wants to shift up the meta and changes a lot of stuff. And there is not a lot of flexibility in standardized cards, um, obviously, by their design. Ooh, sure. um, but, uh, but I do think they're all pretty cool. And um, I think they're a fantastic way for a newer player or a player who just wants to go, you know, I just want to put as few cards on the table as possible and run a competitive list, or, or not competitive, but like a, a list that doesn't just yeah. fold to anything. Yeah, yeah. a competent list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're they're perfect for that. And there there are still, obviously, really good cards competitively within that the group of standardized loadouts. All right. Yeah. Yeah, having a lot of fun with them. Uh, for those who've played with them, uh, I think just Doug and I. Uh, Doug, what are your favorite cards out of the standardized Lotus that you've played so far? Um, well, my favorite from a naming standpoint was Backstabber, and that's just because in Yasby, he was called Backstabber Boy. Uh, <laughs> but they fixed that. Now it just says Backstabber, so Yasby Boo. ruined everything. Um, so now my favorite is probably Boy Vader. Um, I, I, I like Vader Boy. Because it yeah. makes you think of an Avril Lavigne song. I oh, see. I like yep. calling everything Boy Whatever because then it makes me think boy. of more. Boy. Or the, for me, it's huh. the, the end of Phantasm when the tall yeah. man's like, boy. boy. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's just that, that kind of degrading manly boy. Um, it amuses me. But anyway, I, I think uh, Boy Vader is is really, really good. Um, he's, I would, like, he's worse than the seven-point advanced Vader, but it's a very, very small margin, in my opinion. And, and he's a in, full point cheaper. Yeah, in Empire, one point cheaper affects your build a lot. It's the difference yeah. between bringing Mauler Mythal or an Academy pilot. Mm-hmm. I do uh, think he is the perfect example of people who don't like standardized loadouts. Like, at seven points, he's never brought, because he's mm -hmm. just worse than customizable Vader. And at six points, he might be a little too good. Um, I think it's too early to actually say that, but he seems really good. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cards in this that fall into my particular wheelhouse of not exceptional, but fun. Uh as can be expected, I love standardized loadout Porkins because he's everything regular Porkins does, plus uh, the super thematic unstable sublight engines, which is just 
rife for all sorts of hilarious shenanigans. You can try and do a heroic sacrifice with him and use his own ability to blow himself up. Uh, but he's also a cheap four-point I-4 X-Wing, which, even without any abilities, is pretty good. So, And you, they've given him ordnance and an astrobat. I, say, I think the biggest thing with him and Garvin is actually the APTs for four yeah. points. Like, mm-hmm. It's just... Uh... You're not going to get it off every game because they're I four, and there's sometimes you just can't afford to like take the target lock or whatever. But uh, a five die attack from a four point ship can be an absolute game changer, right? And especially with Porkins, sometimes if you get off that like perfectly placed four K right behind people, you'd be like, oh, I am absolutely ditching this and be willing to take a damage to take a target lock and get my APT off. Because one of the problems I've had with X wings as ordnance carriers is it's easy to focus fire, kill them before they get that ordinance off. Now, with standardized loadout, you're not paying the price of an investment as much as you are with regular ships. Uh, but I still, I don't like ships dying with active charges on them. And Yeah, that's reasonable. Um, I think another big thing with them is is the built-in hopeful. With yes, that APT. so good. Um, I have, uh, I've already had a game happen where I left, he was playing, I don't remember the whole list, but he had Boy Wedge and Boy um, Garvin. And he, I knocked his wedge down to one the turn before. So his Garvin just target locked a guy he knew was going to be range one. And then, like, I still have to kill wedge. But that just gives him a fully modified advanced proton torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> like... And that that's the hilarious thing. You can have a, a Porkins leading your hull, soaking up damage, be on one, and then just throw himself into a suicide charge to give everybody else a focus action. Yeah. Uh, makes him feel like uh, droids, in a way. We'll get to that later. Uh, and and all that said, they don't feel overpowered to me. They're still no. I four X wings. Yeah, like, they're, they lost S foils, so they're they fly very akin to one point X wings, in which they pretty much just move in focus or move in target lock, whatever. Um, but uh, but they still feel good. Yeah, it is it is fun, and I that's my prime uh, enjoyer is is a ship fun to put on the table, and all of them, yeah. It, I, I joke about this, that looking back, I have historically done the best with Imperial lists, but I never considered myself an Imperial player, because in my head, I convinced myself Empire means either Fragile TIE Fighters or Aces, and I didn't enjoy either of those archetypes. But with a lot of these, even TIE Fighters, they're fun to fly. I am coming around to enjoying more of X-Wing now. Yeah, the, the fourth health on the Interceptors and TIE Fighters just makes it feel like you're not on a knife's edge the entire it's time. It's much right? harder to one-shot a four-health ship yeah. than a three-health mm-hmm. ship. It can't get one-shot at any range, yeah. usually. Yes. Like, um, I have a question yeah, with for the, you. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So, 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 like, it feels like with a TIE Fighter or an Interceptor, like a standard one, that like you kind of have to temper expectations that it might die anytime it's shot at once, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel that way with the four-health ones. Like, like no, even just a crappy range three shot, you're like, well, if he rolls hit-hit crit, I could just die here. Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm change the subject a little bit. Do you guys think the standardized ship points values are going to change in points changes in the future? Or do you think they're going to be pretty much or mostly the same throughout the life of the game? So that, it's interesting because if they change the points in the future, right now the points, especially for the Battle of Yavin Rebels, are geared towards, hey, guess what? You put every one of these guys in your list. And if suddenly they decide that Porkins and Garvin and Hall have to go up from four to five points, 
then suddenly it's like, okay, you can't play the Battle of Yavin scenario as we designed it. Uh, so my gut is if something is like egregiously overpowered, they might nerf it. But I doubt they will buff oh, anything, mm. and I doubt that they will nerf anything willy-nilly. Because yeah, of so that, that was they, like there. They can no, always I mean, do double points. So like that was my other thought. The they Yavin, do a separate they, yeah, for yeah, yeah, separate. Like scenario yeah. points and and. Like yeah, scenario that. points. You can or yeah, you can call them alternate game legends points, <laughs> legacy points. Yeah. It's it's possible, but my guess is that they will probably try to avoid doing that unless they. That have was to. that was it, my my main. Yeah, I th- I think point costing for all of those ships right now is erring on the side of too good points wise. Uh, none of those ships need a buff. Now I just think, what if the like if the meta changes pretty significantly down the line? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of I was yeah, curious mm-hmm. what y'all thought. I, I, I honestly think that three point Mauler Mythal is really good for his cost. Even if you don't have the extra die, you've got a three point ship at I five with Predator, and yeah, I, I dig it. Well, past that, uh, AMG has been throwing a lot of news at us through their uh, transmissions these last couple weeks with. Previews of Siege of Coruscant and Hot Shots and Aces 2. So uh, we're just going to go kind of a little quick through there and kind of faction by faction with what's been previewed. Uh, starting with those that we've seen kind of both from the Siege of Coruscant, which is going to be the Republic versus Separatists scenario involving the Invisible Ham and it's... Uh... Come on, that's still funny. Uh <laughs> Which seems to be, from what we can gather, the idea that you've got this big ship token slash area on the field, and as the Republic, you're trying to take down its shields and deal ion you're damage to trying it. Trying to board it, yeah, is the the end goal, to, so that you can murder Dooku. Um, and then the uh, well, which is weird because Dooku's a pilot in this. He's he's in the uh, well. The... Yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly, but I think it makes sense that Dooku Well, because they... Isn't the Invisible Hand originally a Republic ship and they capture it and capture Palpatine? Or am I remembering that wrong? No. No, They have Prisoner on board. They have Palpatine on board. Yeah, it was a separatist ship the whole time. But it's Grievous' Stop complaining, because we get a cool Dooku. Oh, yeah. Let's get right into that. How cool is this version of Dooku in the Sith Infiltrator? It should be loads better. Too cool, potentially. He's only <laughs> six points. He's initiative five. He's got his crew Dooku ability. Do crew, if you will. Yeah, Dooku. Do Solid. Yeah. In my playtesting, sure he's good, but he's not overpowered because the Scimitar is just a bad ship. Like, <laughs> it's a very cool ship, but it's it's an arc locked large base ship with one agility. It it dies quickly, and you have to fly it perfectly, or it doesn't shoot very much. Um, but he's very cool. He's he's very angry. When he does shoot, he just prints X number of dice equals hits. He's printing damage. Sure, because he's got malice and uh, what is the custom force talent he's got? Roiling anger. Yeah, which is it's the opposite of patience. If he if they're if he's in an enemy's arc at the start of combat, he can take a strain to recover a force. And um, strain on a one agility ship isn't as that's, devastating. That's gold. Like you don't care yeah. about taking that strain. Like you are gonna you take, take the damage anyway. Like oh look, I'm not gonna spend my force on defense. Yay! Yeah, the biggest thing is he's got his crew ability, and he's an I five ship that doesn't care about defense, so he target locks every turn and has target lock in three force. Um, so he's Solid. he's fully modified every shot. And malice gives you a way to regen your force. 
even faster. Yeah. Not reliably, but yeah. No, I mean, oh, really? yeah. If you want to build up your force, especially for VLD, then. Yeah. But yeah, you can't put uh, another crew on him. You can't put, like, you know, Maul or somebody on him because he's still right. in loadout. But uh, three force is still good. I mean, you've got oh, an yeah. option for regenerating. Yeah. Uh, other stuff six, that's coming out in that pack. Six the, points, you said? Six points? Yeah, six points. Six points, yeah. Yeah, that's solid. And do uh, Greg, you fly more than everybody else. You'd know. Does the infiltrator normally have uh, six hull, four shields, or did that get beefed? No, oh, that's it. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, can't can't argue too hard with that. Uh, all the droids that come in there now. I think they said part of the scenario is that the droids just get to constantly come back after they get destroyed. There's like an infinite wave of them is the point. Yeah, I don't think that's been printed, but it's something they said in the stream that uh, <laughs> that, that it's supposed to give that. You're, the Republic's on a timer because they just keep coming. Yeah, like, you have right. to get stuff done. Yeah, there's some... Uh, we, now, we haven't seen all of them previewed, but the droids seem a bit lackluster to me. That's the first time I've been kind of disappointed with the standard loadouts. Um. Well, I know that you guys have said they're, like, kind of... Because they're kind of, quotation marks, standard to themselves. Um, and by saying that, it's uh, the strut lock overrides, the contingency protocol, and then insert missile or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that they just are very similar because when you play a droid, you just you build it the same. Right, but and, I'm saying more like the uh, the strut lock override is yeah. distinctly worse than grappling struts or landing struts. For sure. Yeah, but it actually does make it, well, I guess it is distinctly worse. I can't really think of an instance where that would be, I don't know, better. Uh, okay, there's so, nothing that there's nothing that the struts take away from you, right? So, uh, I mean, so these are better in that with struts you cannot fly through an obstacle, like you can't start on one side, fly through it, and not suffer effects, which is basically right. what this does. And they um, don't apply to gas clouds or debris, which these do. They oh, apply so to do. debris, just not gas. Clouds. They do. So it's kind of collision yeah. detector in a way, but with a little on the end. Yeah, yeah, it it's, it's only it's it's two shot dash ability. Yeah, oh, okay. it's uh, it's the there's an astromech in res, in resistance that does the same thing. Uh, Q7. Oh, gotcha. Who no, is that's, also that's that lets you boost and barrel roll through them. It's there's a resistance specific one that is R5 X3 or something like that. Oh, that okay. Lets you oh, spend a yeah, Greg knows that one. Yeah, that was in Greg's mm -hmm. very first list ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> I think these will probably feel super cool in the scenario because they will literally all have contingency protocol so anytime these droids that you're sacrificing to do whatever you want because they'll come back die everybody gets an action or one other ship gets an action yeah it's one other ship but um yeah i don't know i just i feel like for competitive play they feel very lackluster um sure i don't know droids in general feel pretty lackluster in competitive play so that's yeah they, they actually I, I i so i'll probably throw this uh dfs 311 in a list, um, yeah, so he's still three points though, and the other DFS is, is also three points, yeah, correct. But you still want that ability, uh, but the double calculate is. Pretty... I say this thing is if you bring the generic, the whatever loadout one, you can take right, uh, independent, and you can take a shield upgrade on him. And just um, the hmm. I just lost the cards, the 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 other unique one, DFS 081 well, seems decent. Uh, I so there's not a there's a bomber that's not listed here, and uh, it's the jamming one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, I I think 
that one will be good though because of the ability not necessarily because of the build idea. Yeah, I was I was specifically talking about the the vulture droids feel lackluster. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah hyenas are pretty strong right now. Vulture droids, but don't they have? Oh, are, do we even know if it has a similar loadout? I don't or know. We just but... get ability. Yeah. For what? Which one are you talking about? For, for the jamming bomber. For the jamming bomber. Yeah, we, we have his old loadout. He has contingency protocol, strut oh. lock, and I think plasma torps. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Um. And I think he's three points. Like he's like I mean, the anytime you calculate or twice per game when you calculate, you can jam is a good ability. Oh yeah, um, right, right. Yeah. But no, well, you're right. I was thinking the DF, DFS three eleven on here was different. But yeah, if you take independent calc on on the other one that you can uh, modify, mm-hmm. that's probably better. So eh, never mind. Could be. And then uh, over on the other side of things, the Republic ships for the. Uh, uh, CG Chorus. Sock. If it's going to be boy, it's going to be sock. Sock. <laughs> <laughs> sock ball. Uh, we got your know, oddball wolf. The, the arcs all look really good. Uh, all of these look like interesting because, again, well, part of the scenario is geared around dealing ion damage. So uh, all of the Eddas have this ancillary weapons uh, upgrade that lets them deal ion damage. It's basically the esque title. And then uh, I know Click has the S title. Contrail's got Besh because Contrail's got Ion Bombs. Again, more Ion out there. And then also Ion Limiter Override. Ions, Ions everywhere for this thing. I believe the Limiter Override doesn't provide Ions. But... It does not. No, but it's called <laughs> Ions. It's a Limiter I'll grant you. Oddball doesn't have the same ability. No, yeah. Oddball. I really like this Oddball oh. uh, for the same cost. You get an I-5 arc. He's got a shield upgrade baked in. His ability says after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, you may choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 3, even you, and an enemy ship at range 0 to 1 of you, and the chosen friendly ship gains a lock on the enemy ship. And then uh, he's got Selfless, which is interesting in the Republic faction. Yeah. Plus a veteran tail gunner and the R4P, which is after you execute a basic maneuver, uh, you can reduce its ability, uh, uh, its difficulty. Standard so, R4P. Standard R4P. Uh, but yeah, Oddball being able to just rock up on someone and then give one of his allies or himself a free target lock for it is better than trying to line up his arc or his bullseye in whatever ship they've got him in. Well, more more thinking... than anything else, I like this 10 health selfless. Yeah, I was like, that's what I was going to say. So, Oddball with Selfless and the new ability is so much better as a, like, he can do his own damage, but also he can provide for the squad. The other ability didn't provide, right? It was just trying to, it was like him trying to be an ace. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same first part. It's just if you have a bullseye, acquire a lock. Right. So, it's kind of like this arc coming out of there trying to be an ace. And you were like, oh, okay, probably not, though. And so this guy can, this version of him can be supportive to his squad or to himself, and I think it's going to be a go-to piece. Yeah. One of, thing I disagree. For me, it's kind of a hard really? sell. Over yeah. Five points over yeah, the four-point other two. Yep, it's kind of a hard sell for me. Like, there has there has yet to be a five-point arc that has felt worth its points, and I. It's don't an efficiency think that, ship. Yeah, right. I think the four-point arcs are just way more efficient, especially yeah. together. But so Jag, in, Jag in particular is... by himself is really good. Jag so here's the thing. Like if, you, if you take Jag Wait. and Oddball, you save a point. 
and you essentially get the same effect out of it because he's whenever a friendly ship attacks, he gets to acquire a lock, and he's I three, so he won't be firing first. <laughs> what I meant by Jag by himself, but in a group, I realized that what I had said. Uh, <laughs> it's the only arc that you're going to take, but you could put him in a list that he could involve more ships. Yes, you can put yeah, him yeah. independently in a list, whereas the others feel like they want to run. I mean, Wolf can also independently go in a list. Yeah. But Something interesting about Wolf is that he's got the Wolf Pack uh, crew gunner thing there, but it says specifically differently, while you perform an attack, you may spend a lock belonging to a friendly Plo Koon or ship with the Born for this ability, which is all the clones in this, as if it... Uh, and that is on the defender, roll any number of attack. Basically, you can spend either another clone or Plo Koon's target lock as a target lock. Is Plo Koon oh. in this pack? No, he's not. So that's this is this is a scenario but the, pack but designed pack to work. was Plo Koon's. I know. It was, it's, again, this is but a weird thematic. He's just saying that you would insert Plo Koon into this. Right, into this. Yeah, Plo Koon doesn't not... come in this pack. Which is okay, because that's kind of just Plo dragging Koon. pieces from the game into yeah. this rather than only dragging these pieces into the game. Right. So, actually, I, I didn't even realize this was a different ability. And who knows? I Maybe was... they're future-proofing in case there's a Battle of Cor- or Siege of Coruscant 2. They could expand yeah. on these scenarios and packs mm-hmm. as well. Ooh, well, yeah. yeah. I, Q7, when you barrel roll or boost, you... All of the cards uh, for all factions that come in these scenario packs have the subtitle Battle of Yavin or Siege of Coruscant. So, yeah, they absolutely could. Even in, like, uh, Hot Shots and Aces 3, they're like, all right, here's some new standardized loadouts that are designed for these scenarios. Could very Yeah, well and they could also, like, they could develop future clones and just put Born This Way as their ship chassis ability. <laughs> born for this. <laughs> born for this. Whatever, I always say Born This Way. <laughs> oh, it's not wrong. Oh, it's okay, it's I great. love it. I love uh, it. What's funny is I didn't even catch it. Also... <laughs> I love it. So they got Lil Nas X to perform at uh, the League of Legends finals. Can we get Lady Gaga at Adepticon? God, please. That'd be amazing. I would love to see I'd, Lady Gaga. Unless Lady Gaga is secretly the world's biggest Star Wars fan. I don't see that, I don't see that being or possible. Warhammer it would be amazing. Fan. She could That's be a true. big war gamer. Yeah, but then she would be singing for Warhammer. We need her singing for Star Wars. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. <laughs> Very true. Uh, yeah, so Siege of Coruscant looks to be... Uh, Pretty cool. We also uh, just... I will say one one quick thing is mm-hmm. uh, the Torrents, I think, are both going to be really good. Uh, a, kickback at three, even if he's I4 instead of I5, I think it's really good. But both of them are the only ships with Born for this that have the evade token or evade action, which means they can pass evades to, I don't know, like Jedi or anything else. Yeah, anything else in their list. Yeah. Did they not natively have the evade action before? Or no, you just no they, that they do. Nothing else does. Yeah, oh. born for born for this says that while another friendly ship at range zero to two defends, if you're not strained, uh, you uh, yeah, if you are not strained, it can spend your focus and evade tokens as if it has them. If it does, then you gain a strain token. So the idea is you're a clone and you're helping your ally focus or evade and straining yourself to do so. Uh, but born the only is essentially dedicated on just the biggest steroids ever. Yeah, but yeah. the only the only born for this. Ships with evade are these two. Uh, well, no. Uh, oh, hold on. Wait, the V wing doesn't have evade. It has never had evade. That uh, yeah. I I know this. <laughs> it was like it suddenly just hits me that wait a minute. Half of its actions are boost into target lock. <laughs> it's point. It's pointy. Pointy ships are supposed to have evades. What? This is true. I'm gonna concur on that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. A wings aren't pointy. Yeah. 
Yes, they, they are. Just, they're a triangle. They're shaped like a Dorito. They are. Yeah, but they're blunty in the front. They are blunty in the front. If you zoom in on the tip of Contrail, it's it's flat in the front. Okay. I mean, that's a bit more extreme than I meant. Yeah, that's quite narrow. I don't know. Oh, so we're, gonna have to... we're setting the frame. We're moving the goalposts. On I'm the just putting, I'm, not, can't, I'm assembling them the first time. I'm not moving them. <laughs> but speaking of pointy ships, we did get some more of them in the Hero Hot Shots and Aces 2 Republic ships that were just uh, announced this morning, including our first actual card for a Delta 7B Ether Sprite in Adigalia. Uh, they also previewed Kit Fisto in the Ada, uh, Slammer in the Torrent, Gavin Sykes in the N1, and Sicko in the Lat and his yeah. sickening maneuver, which we've all been you know, kind of curious about. And it seems weird as hell on a lat. Yeah, so, I don't think it's good. Like, uh, if he's cheaper oh, or has a million loadout, it'll be good. But. Yeah, so Sicko is an I2 lat who says, after you execute a basic maneuver, you may assign the sickening maneuver condition to yourself. Sickening maneuver states, you can execute red maneuvers even while stressed. After you reveal a bank or turn maneuver, you must gain one strain and execute that maneuver as a side slip. After you reveal a straight maneuver, you must execute that maneuver as a red K turn. After you execute a maneuver, remove this condition. So it absolutely changes their dial completely. Yeah. They, they get stop, side slip, and K turn instead of nope. straights, banks, and turns. I'm going to be honest. Doug, you said it was bad, and I it is random. It's weird that this is on that, whatever. But I have, maybe it's because I fly bad, I don't know. I've gotten stuck sometimes with my lat in some stupid places. Then I've had to go over a rock or go over a debris or something like that. So, like, if I could, if I could boost the maneuverability of this ship and then still have the effectiveness, right? Because they, yeah, uh, I, that might actually be pretty fun. So here's the thing. I mean, it's very fun. I think it's yeah. a really cool ability. I just don't it's think cool it's on the lab. He, like, he's initiative two, so he's almost always going to be moving first. And just like you said, uh, Greg, if you park him behind an asteroid with a bank like, maneuver, then you, you can be like, have to park him behind an asteroid. Right. You know, but you know, no. it's one of those things that it's there. But if you but have, what if you did, <laughs> yeah, if you did, and you parked him behind an asteroid, and then you're like, oh, I don't want to hit this next turn. I'll give myself the sickening maneuvers condition so I can sideslip out from behind it next turn. Uh, I want to say first, I think his ability is very cool. I just also want to say that if your justification for bringing a pilot is, what if I would have hit a rock? Then okay. that's not good justification for a pilot. That's Okay. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to bring that up, but... <laughs> Multiple times that I have flown, and I know Doug, you're just set. You're set on this like. But there's no like, facts in what I'm saying. It's just anecdotal. Yeah, it is 100 percent anecdotal. <laughs> you're just, you're just but, saying, but I'm flying bad. <laughs> <laughs> but what if it's not my fault? So what if it is your fault? fault though. <laughs> what if I get double stressed by a crit? Right, that wasn't my fault. That was you can a still random turn. mechanic. They, them um, being stressed doesn't change their dial really. They just don't get no. Actions. But I can stop. 
That's true. Yes, you can still stop. See? Yeah. So what this is, actually, what I'm realizing is, I think we're crossing is... over the K turn though for a lot. Like imagine yeah, the K turn is that around. That might yeah, be mildly useful. I, I, I think he's thing... cool, but not great. Like, yeah. Here's <laughs> where I realize this actually comes in uh, more handy. It's for fire convergence because having mm. access to a free stop or a side slip lets you keep a uh, target on a uh, an enemy without yeah, having to take that's... the rotate action. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't think that's really a problem with with lats. I mean, that is an argument for it. Ooh. If the lat was a gunship instead of a support ship, I think Seiko would, Seiko would actually be really cool. Uh, I'm because looking at his thing right here. Uh, lat slash I gunship. Yeah, but Ooh. its chassis is a support class. Like, it was designed to be a support ship, not a gunship. Okay, okay, okay. But, okay, so when we take other lats, do we care about their abilities? Uh, you did whenever you could take the whole quirky warthog, yeah. Horizon what, 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 thing. Warthog, we're not counting warthog. But the the last meta with Hound, it, it his ability it was absolutely relevant. Because uh, he took Satine on him, and she would say you get a deplete for a focus token, and then Hound would be like, oh look, I'll take that oh. deplete, and now you just have a focus token. <laughs> oh okay, I didn't play in that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't ever play that or play against. Uh, okay. I was just saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, you are right there in that case, though. Like, his cost and his loadout is way more important than his ability. If if he has more loadout and is five points, he will be the go-to lad. Because right. the abilities aren't super important. Right. Very, yeah, very, yeah. very true. Uh, we also see a new torrent, Slammer. Hey, does anybody want to guess what Slammer does? All right, uh, here's my bold prediction. Okay. If Slammer is three points, he is the best Republic Feast to come out of this pack. <laughs> like, I really Iran. hope so, because he's an initiative well, one... And he's got two recurring charges that after you fully execute maneuver, you can spend two charges to perform a slam action even while stressed. Why is that, Doug? Why do you say that? Because the, the, there's the even while stressed there, which is nice, but the bigger deal is oh, if you Let's do tell everybody what the ability a is. Slamming blocker. He knew yeah. just did. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's sorry. a slamming blocker, and the big thing is, the way the wording is, he still gets his perform action step after this. Yes. As long as you don't stress yourself. So this is essentially... A torrent that can move at the speed of Wait, well, like potentially fully... faster than anything else or mm -hmm. any other blocker, and still yeah, get oh his focus evade or target lock. Yeah, it's oh, free so you slam, can free boost. Oh, I was yeah. thinking yeah. it was red because of the way that it was phrased. No, oh, so no. what you can do is sit there and do things like oh. uh, I'm going to three straight into a three straight, and then scramble this uh, transmission. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, or I'm going to yeah. two turn and then two turn the other way to essentially do a four straight with a super barrel roll to block somebody and then right. pick up a target lock or focus or whatever. Like this, and, and I won. This means wild, he's going to be but... anywhere he wants. Yeah, I I, do... I hadn't made that connection until until Doug said I think he's the best, and I was like, oh. Now, now I see granted, why. that's kind of hyperbole because there's an I five built either sprite. That is obviously going to be a better ship, but <laughs> but it's also going to cost. Yeah, uh -huh. but the that's, best value that's, piece. Yeah, if he comes in at three, I think, or the dream where he's a two point filler, which is not going to happen, <laughs> and probably shouldn't in Republic. Uh, but yeah, if he's three points, I think he is super good just as a annoying as hell piece that is cost efficient and hard to kill. What was it you referred? Uh, you were mascots saying mascots. Two yes, two 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 point things are mascots and. Slammer, I could honestly see a little I-1 torrent as the Republic mascot. Yeah, you just give him zero loadout and just be the most annoying two-point ship in the game. I'm all in for it. <laughs> now, is Slammer an actual like character from the Clone Wars cartoons? That He's I clearly have... Blue 3. It says it right there. I know, that's <laughs> why I'm asking. Was he actually like a name thing like you know Cody and all them? I Probably. So. 
I don't. I mean, there could have been an episode squadron. where somebody said Slammer one time. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, was like Slammer. We got him. Probably hung out with Jammer and Scrammer. Yeah, because all I'm imagining at Initiative One, which usually is reserved for like your rookies or your not so skilled pilots, and his ability has just hit the gas. All I'm imagining pretty rookie-ish, like the rookie. I know. Who full so, throttles all the time. Right. So all I'm imagining is this is just a little guy who all his dialogue is just, yes, he just rockets across there. The perfect mascot. <laughs> He's the little dumb kid in your squad. I saw somebody on Facebook telling, like, say, like, oh, good, more torrents that we can't fly or can't put on the tip, whatever. And somebody was, like, just dunked on him with the whole uh, the slam and get objectives and stuff like that. Yeah. No, well, I did not points, make like all the other torrents. He's bad, but oh yeah, sure. Uh, I think most of the torrents are bad at four. Yeah, that's true. Which, I, I, mean, I just yeah. won a game with regular kickback in my squad last night, but that's not saying he's yeah. good. I I love torrents. They're fun. They're well, regular like, kickback's only three, right? Yeah, he's actually he's, not. He's bad. super cheap. Uh, but we also got uh, eighty Gallia, like you mentioned, the I five uh, force user. Two force with uh, the ability that I think we've mentioned in a previous one shuts off range bonuses. Uh, yeah, she's click, but for herself instead mm-hmm. of others. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, it is. I like five... it's, it, 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 it's pretty good. I think she's better than Plo Koon. Like, I'm assuming that she is going to be the same price as Obi-Wan and Plo Koon. Yeah, as you say, price is They're all like I-5 Aether's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put her above Plo Koon, but below Obi-Wan. And it's mostly because her purple is only two instead of three. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. They're there. Agreed. Yeah, better than Mace Windu. <laughs> Yeah, but he's I-4. Like yeah, the, the orange number is the first yeah. priority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, orange number, then purple number, then ability. That is the important thing. <laughs> <difference. laughs> yep. Very true. All right. I go ability, purple, no, red, orange, then purple. I always look at the ability first. I don't go to the orange. Now, looking at it for sure, but like if I'm... If you're prior if I have seven, If I have seven points left, left uh-huh. and I have not brought a Delta B Aether Sprite, and I'm looking at them, Anakin is going first because he's I-6. And then Obi-Wan is going second because he's I-5, but he has three force. And then Plo is going third because he's I-5 with two force. Gotcha. And then, but now Adagalia is going third. Yeah, yeah. And she, she has the tiebreaker. Scooter yeah, right in front of it. Okay. Best strength of ability, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, some of the other uh, hot shots and aces we've had previewed, the Rebels. We, uh, we missed, we haven't we missed Gavin that. Sykes, sir. Oh, true. I don't miss him at all. <laughs> I, don't, he, I actually think it's a pretty. It's I, not obviously he's still a two die ship in each direction. Baby Rick, but like, he's yeah he's 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 little baby Rick. Yeah, uh, and if he's only four points instead of five, that's probably useful. Probably like, a decent. Yeah, he, if you if you went fast, you get to reroll your blanks, which yeah. Is so good. like if you just always do three speeds and you always have your evade, essentially Gavin Sykes says I don't die. Like yeah. it's it's so hard to kill a ship that has rerolls on defense and focus evade even with two agility. Like he just yeah. mitigates he, damage by two every attack. But if I wanted that, I'd just bring Dark Curse. Who's also decent for four points, so yeah. Also a different faction. Probably a different faction, yeah. Yeah, it's probably, it does make it difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh my gosh, what if Gavin Sykes is, you know, when he's in the Republic, but then when the entire comes along, he turns he becomes into dark curse. Oh my gosh. The passage of time made him a way better pilot. I'm gonna bet ten <laughs> fake dollars that Gavin Sykes died in Phantom Menace. 
Yeah, that seems <laughs> uh, probably. He's probably the one that got shot down as he was leaving the hangar. Yeah, based on the picture, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Go I fast enough to reroll those green Every time. Indeed, indeed. But we got our uh, Rebels, like I said, coming in from the Hot Shots and Aces, which bring back some 1.0 favorites, uh, some New Hope favorites, and some new ones. Uh, Psycho Tycho is back, folks. We've got uh, Tycho Kelchu in the A-Wing at Initiative 5 with... His ability of being able to take actions while stressed. Uh, we've got... K.O. <sighs> K.O. Uh, Venzi. Uh, they are from the Squadrons game. They are the uh, A-Wing pilot with a force who recharges their force by doing side slips. I think that's going to be pretty neat. Especially since K.O. is the character in the game that teaches you how to drift in the A-Wing. Uh, that's a nice little nod there. Hardest part of that game. Yeah. Probably one of the coolest design ships in recent memory. Yeah, I think that it, it's it's you it's interesting at an I three. It's not going to be overpowered. Uh, it really depends on if you can put uh, a decent loadout on them. Uh, if they've got low loadout, I honestly don't know if I would fly that over an A wing like Sabine or Wedge. Yeah, I mean points are very relevant. Yeah, points always matter. Yeah, for, for, force value. is good. Force is good to have, but. It would, I mean, having a force available makes this ship much more defensive. The limited uh, regeneration for it, though, is is a force with even more limits. So I don't think you value that force point as much as you would a normal regenerating force point. Uh, I would, in fact, argue that there are many times that you can make the wrong decision trying to regen force. On yes. Kill. For example, if you are stressed and you dial in a blue banker turn, it is better to just execute the maneuver and take a focus than to do the side slip and get your force back. Right. Like, uh, like there's there's a lot of easy mistakes you can make like that. And KO is going to be harder to fly because you don't want to stress yourself constantly so that you can use the ability. Mm -hmm. um, and there's ways around that, you know, Cassian uh, out there. But sure, yeah, yeah, yeah but... you don't you don't want a ship to be, this is good if you fly it with another ship as its only selling yeah. point. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm going to put it on the, the table first, but yeah. my gut is that Unless they have significantly more loadout and or like slots available, I would pick Wedge first at the same cost. Right. Uh, I would never pay five for him. And yeah. But I think even with zero loadout, I would take KO over like Arvel or Hoppy. Fair. I can see that. Uh, That's we also <laughs> yeah we also do get the uh, the card so nice they printed it twice and one of them was wrong on the previews. Cornhorn in the X Wing. Uh, does not have any force because, as we all know, Cornhorn is the worst Jedi. Uh, True! <laughs> uh, Cornhorn, I-5 X-Wing, after you declare the defender of the attack, if you have a lock on the defender, a friendly ship may transfer their lock token from you to the defender. This is a nod to the Rogue Squadron novels where they do exactly this with Corrin in a first training scenario. What it means is you can have a low-initiative ship with ordnance Target lock Corrin early, and then as you go forward to engage, if Corrin locks the enemy ship and attacks them, your low initiative ship can flip their uh, target lock over and have a fully modded shot. Yeah, he's like a he's a very complicated version of Dutch, essentially. Kind of, yeah, kind of like a weird Dutch. But he's I five instead of I four. <laughs> yeah, Dutch meets uh, uh, the the Ewing that does that. Um, Bodhi Rook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can be interesting, but also uh, I five X wing is also just generally decent. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think Corrin's 
pretty good because you can pick up the lock on him turn one, so then it can mm -hmm. be a fully modified shot when it happens. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be equivalent to Thane. I think he's better than Thane. I think he's better because he has Thane. an actual ability. Okay, um, but I mean, co cost-wise, there's no reason you would not cost him at six points. No, God, no. no uh, I mean, no. if you don't want to see him played, which I don't, so yeah. <laughs> make him six. <laughs> Fair. Uh, the other I-5 X-Wing that I could see costed at six points is your favorite and mine, Wes Jansen. The wisecracking wingman makes his return. Good shot, Jansen. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, he's, his original uh, ability was that he basically ate his target's uh, green tokens. Now it's a little more 2.0 worded. He's got a regenerating charge that says, after you I perform... Say, his, his old ability is actually the exact same. They just didn't have jam when he was invented. Right. Because yeah. he was focus evade or lock. Target lock. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's and that now yeah, after you perform an attack, you may spend one charge to assign the defender a jam token. After you defend, you may spend one charge to assign the offender the attacker a jam token. So it's after you attack, he's not stealing your focus while he's attacking you. But I was realizing one thing I think a lot of people missed when they were freaking out about him is that yeah. it's after. Like what I kind of do like you about get to him. use your tokens before his ability yeah. is off. Uh he, if you have an enemy ship that is reinforced, he just eats that reinforce when he shoots it. He is very good against reinforce. He's also very good against Alpha Strike because yeah. he's relatively high initiative, and you can't spend a target lock while defending, so he gets to eat the lock after he attacks you. Correct, because he's assigning the jam token, so he, oh, he decides neat. what uh, token goes away. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he's he's very good. I don't think he's panicked. This is the greatest X-Wing ever, like some people are saying, but it's a good ability. Yeah. It's a good shot. And then we also have, uh, coming in also from the Battle of Yavin, but with a different ability, Pops Crail, Gold 5 in the Y-Wing, whose ability, at first I looked at this and I went, this is great, and then I kind of slowed down a minute and went, wait a minute. It says, after you fully execute a white maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 1. If you do, it may perform a focus action. Uh, I'm That's used... a great ability. Yeah, it's a great ability. The thing is, I, I immediately think I'm used to slapping... Uh, R2 Astromech, or R4 Astromech on uh, Y-Wings to help their dial. Here, you want more of his uh, maneuvers to be white, so he can effectively target lock focus every turn. Uh, you know, that's that's decent, and being able to, all the big thing is, choose a friendly ship at range 0 to 1. If you're flying him in formation, uh, probably with other lower initiative ships, but being able to hand out those double mods, pretty good. Uh, I think his so, ability is best used for handing out the focus to someone else. I disagree. I would Ooh. put an ion cannon turn on him and pretend he's broadside that can pass the focus if needed. Because you just move, you just do a two turn, you target lock, you get a free focus. Every turn. You're a fully modified ion cannon turn, which is what You're, broadside is. Yeah. But if you need to, yeah, if you need to, you can give it to your wedge who has a fully modified torp or whatever. Well, he can... Okay. So I just I, figured I, out that he I, could I, be stressed, do a white maneuver, and still give away the action. Correct. He can give it away. He can't take it himself. But well, right. it, no, it's, it's making that other ship perform the action, so you can't pass it along right. to stressed people. Right, right. So That's he, what I, I, I've, been think, I've been thinking of like a more limited version of Lando. Yeah, but that's why I would... Yeah. Like, yeah. the Lando's got an amazing ability. He's just a Falcon, so he's way too expensive. This will probably be a four-point ship. Ooh. Okay. Solid, solid. And it's at zero to one, isn't it? Lando zero to three. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's but a Lando's, much more Lando's and, blue maneuver, and, and but yeah, Lando's eight action. points. Yeah, right. Whereas, yeah. You're right. Pops, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're half. Pops will be less. Yeah. So yeah, uh, excited for all those rebels that we've seen there.
Uh, also coming through in Hot Shots and Aces 2 for the Empire. We've got two new TIE Fighters, second sister in the Interceptor, Juno Eclipse making her return with a new ability, and probably the, the best one for the Empire of this pack, Flight Leader Ubel. Uh, he's in the TIE Heavy, and he, he, he's awesome. I He's got like, an amazing ability. Yeah. Uh, can it overcome the TIE Heavy chassis is the question. Right. Uh, well, cool. <laughs> Uh, but for those yeah, who don't know, it's but... after a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 defends, if it was dealt a damage card, you may perform a bonus attack against the attacker. So he is a combination of Quick Draw and Dengar, but for buddies as well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, what I was going to say is you said overcome the chassis, but that chassis can be so annoying to shoot into. Uh, but yeah, I guess if you're it's... like targeting on purpose, but like I've flown against yeah. something, it's just like you can't get them down. And then the ace that they're with is just chewing you up. The problem with the Brute is that it's a medium base ship that is uh -huh. slow in a faction full of small base ships that are fast. Interesting. So, it, oh, so it unless flies... you're taking it with a bunch of other heavies. Yeah, which I would not Or bombers. Yeah. Or bomb, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, like when the TIE bombers re-released, it might be better. I mean, so it's really good because How half many the faction has no shields. How many, How many points, points are they? Are what? Oh, the, the heavies. Uh, if there are five. five there are five. Oh, see, that just sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. If he's five points, he's amazing. If he's six, it's eh, debatable. Yeah, if he's five points, he's probably bringable as a tie brute. He's also um, an initiative five. Mm -hmm. So you he bring him you with... buy one, though. Yeah. yeah. So I do like him. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to try him when he comes out, because uh, like bringing, bringing him with a tie swarm, he's still going to... He's going to double tap pretty much every turn, unless you're not taking damage, which, you know, that's fine, too. Um well, Which definitely seems good, but yeah, we'll just have to see what his loadout and his cost is. I would like to point out that one of the TIE Fighters just disrespects Tycho so hard because he's just him, but better. Yes! Um, <laughs> Magna uh, Tolvan, one of Dr. Aphra's exes, uh, uh, who is, uh, she says, when you have two or fewer stress tokens, you can perform white actions, which are all of the TIE's actions, even while stressed. Well, after you gain a stress token, you may perform a white action if able. Uh, yeah, that's just screaming slap a targeting computer on me, and every single turn I'll just be, you know, okay, okay, turn, focus, target, lock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every I mean, other it's turn. Matter, so it yeah. doesn't matter, but it's it's just funny. To if she's got a missile impact. slot, she'd be great. Yeah, I mean, but, it's possible. Some of the ties have missiles and cannons and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do they really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like Aiden has a cannon and Mauler has a cannon. I knew the mining guilds all had random crap, so that yeah. checks out. Yeah, not all of them, but a lot of the higher the higher initiative ties, a lot of them have stuff. There's also uh, Erica Quell from Alphabet Squadron, back when she was a uh, Imperial pilot with uh, an I-3. After you fully execute a maneuver, you can acquire a lock on an enemy ship in your bullseye. Eh, not thrilling, but nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean lock on a gives you the lock. If you're low initiative, you just you know you can grab someone. You have a lock for the future. Yeah, that's the, probably the big thing. Is the lower initiative makes it easier to trigger the ability. I mean, there's a the chance they move out of your arc or whatever, but then you have it for later. Um, yeah, especially again, the TIE Fighter. You, you can't really break abilities on TIE Fighters because at the end no. of the day, they just die. That's why <laughs> but, they're great chassis for putting awesome abilities on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and then we've got the second sister and an interceptor at I4. Same exact ability as she has in the TIE Advanced X1. Uh, V1? Uh, second uh, v sister doesn't exist. 
You're thinking of Seventh Sister, who is entirely different. Oh, shit. Second Sister is static. Yeah, she's static in FO, but spending force instead of spending Okay, that's where I was confused. I know know I've seen this ability before. Second Sister from uh, Bloody uh, Fallen Order. Okay, I was thinking Seventh Sister this whole time. You're even numbered. That's true. Yeah, but like, literally labeled by numbers. <laughs> it was higher to my knowledge of shapes and colors, not numbers. You know, okay. you know he can't ca- count past one. How dare you bring that up? <laughs> exactly. That's why I only fly I one ships when I can. All right. Yeah, I mean, her ability is pretty blank on an interceptor, but a two force interceptor is good. True. Um, true. And then yeah, Juno, a, just a mm-hmm. two force interceptor is huge. Yeah, yeah, and then Juno Eclipse, who is in the tie advanced. After you perform an action, you can form a red boost action. Solid. Yeah, it's a really good ability on a, on a ship with very bad blues. Bad chassis, yeah. Yeah, I mean the one banks oh. are, are blue. Are blue yeah. so that's an interesting flexibility option, but she's probably fine, but not great. Yeah, like the a good way to think of it is if you've ever flown a rogue or a Bellabab, um, or like an mm-hmm. X-wing that stresses itself a bunch, like uh, what's the Colby, but you don't have R four. Like linking actions is painful on ships that don't have blue turns. Um, yeah. So it's it's fine, but there's also the image. You have to separate non-Vader TIE X1s from regular X1s, so they all feel bad. Yeah, because it's Vader, Vader feels and everybody and, else. Yep. Yeah. She's probably better than Merrick if they're the same price. Um, just because she like giving the chassis the access to boost is really nice. Yeah, based on cost, an I5 is never bad. Yeah. And then uh, finally. Throwing Smittle a bone after months in the dry, dry desert. Hey, we've got some new scum pilots. Oh, it's, we're pretty exciting, too. Yeah. All, right, uh, all right, Alex, uh, what are we excited about with these uh, Hot Shots and Aces scum cards? Hondo and Dr. Aphra are the two I'm most excited about. Um, Dr. Aphra is one of my just favorite Star Wars characters in general. Indeed. So I'm glad she's in the game, and uh, she's real spicy. Yeah, uh, we've also got uh, Lapan in the uh, Mining Guild tie. We've got Dirge in the Rogue, and we've got Tor Fun in the uh, Fang. All of whom have pretty thematic abilities and pretty useful abilities. Uh, Tor Fun, I really like. As an I three, I worry about him a little, but his ability just seems like so perfect for the Fang, especially if you can put Fearless on him. Does After- his ability seem fun? Yes. Because Torfun, exactly. that was that was the joke. I got it, yeah. Greg. I understand. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, after you perform an attack, if the defender was destroyed, you may perform an action even while stressed, and then you may gain two strain tokens to perform a bonus attack. And his art shows him flying through the flaming explosion of another ship, which is what I imagine exactly what you do with him. You blow up a ship, and then you boost right through it and take another shot at another ship. I I love it because it's kind of a win more ability, but yeah, it's it, it's a very cool ability. He's an uh, I three fang. <laughs> yeah, if he's four points instead of five like all the, all the other fangs, then he's great. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah. otherwise, like I don't know and, why. And if he has him. better assortment of loadout points. Yeah, I mean that's always possible too. Like yeah. if he just gets sixteen loadout and two mods, so he can just take a free shield upgrade. Then yeah, take him. Okay. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> But I mean, I, the, I love the ability. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's how, a really interesting ability. How often can you engineer your I three ship being the one that gets the kill and then has a useful 
like boost or barrel roll or has another good shot and like actually mm -hmm. triggers. And then you're a double strain fang, so like he so might just die. <laughs> yeah, yeah run away for the next couple rounds and claim obstacles. Running away is not what fangs want to do though. They're very vulnerable when they're running yeah. away. But, very true. Uh, uh, shout out to the art. Uh, all this the art, art is dope. Is yeah, so that is good. that is great. Especially art. this uh, Lepin. 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 Yeah, I'm from Kansas. I'm not going to pronounce that correctly. Lepin. It's but, French for rabbit. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, the art behind him looks very nice. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's the the mining refinery out there. He's mm -hmm. got a fun one. Uh, while you defend or perform an attack, if the enemy ship is stressed, that ship's dice cannot be modified. So he's like an Omega leader, but uh, midnight or dark curse. Yeah, dark curse, but doesn't require uh, you know, it's, it's really like midnight, but doesn't require a lock. It's just if they're stressed. Uh, which oh, potential for, two point ship with I, say, I think he'd make another good mascot, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose because, his name is Bunny, yeah. Uh, I just I love, I just can't get enough, yeah. Of the yeah the art part. there is, yeah, great. and he combos really well with Dr. Afra, too, yes. Who, uh, in the YV 666, which also again, interesting art. Uh, the blue and white YV is not one I've seen, but I like that color scheme on it. Uh, Afra, I three public color scheme than a scum one, yeah. Uh, I do love her subtitle of Professional Disaster Zone. I, I which don't know if you could have made a more accurate one, to be honest. <laughs> that like. is so great. Uh, has three non-recurring charges and her ability, before you engage, you may spend one green token and one charge. If you do, you may choose another ship at range zero to one that is not stressed. The chosen ship gains one stress token. At initiative three, you could probably give away your reinforce if no one else is going to be shooting you and spend a charge to stress someone before shooting them. Not game-breaking, but it's... Is this a well, possible return to stress control? I mean, it is. I mean, it, it is a return a to stress definitive control. Con <laughs> definitive return to stress control. Uh, the, I mean, overwhelming, the article, though, right? She, like, well, so the, they point out in the article, she she synergizes perfectly with triple zero. Yes. Where, Which is... Start of engagement, she goes, would you like to give me a calculator, take a stress, and no matter what you pick, uh -huh. the end result is you get stressed. Yeah, you throw triple zero uh, and BT oh, on her just for thematicness. I, I mean, you don't need... I think there's probably better gunners than BT, but triple zero makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And then, um, she also, being low initiative, if she's not getting shot anymore, she can burn a reinforced token for her ability as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I didn't mention that. Yeah, but and the other thing is, what I you know was initially concerned about is I3, okay, so ships you want to stress are going to be able to maneuver away from you but then i remembered you're a large base yv if yeah. you're going to get out there and throw blocks that's great uh i mean all the YVs getting are low initiative the highest ones yeah. are i4 so yeah. you kind of also oh sorry oh go ahead I say also it doesn't have an arc requirement, which makes this really good anti-flanking. Like Ooh, yeah, right. love to flank yeah, YV. They did mention that in the article too. Like yeah. if you try to take a repeated wearing range when shots at her butt, you're just gonna be stressed forever. Yeah. Like okay. you still have reinforce. Yeah. So I, I definitely think Afra's got some potential. Yeah. If you're going to stress out Hondo, uh, Afra, then Hondo comes in really handy because you have an initiative one uh Fire spray with Hondo, who also has a super accurate subtitle of I Smell Profit. <laughs> uh, his great ability that I just love so much. It is so Hondo. Choose two non huge ships at range zero to three of you, so it can include you, that are not friendly to each other. Each chosen ship may perform an action that is on your action bar, even while stressed in the order of your choice, then gain one calculate token. 
I also just noticed, I love in the art that he's flying away from a torrent and a vulture droid fighting, <laughs> fighting each other. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> because I mentioned, in a, as a joke, he sounds like he'd be great in Ace's mm. High, but that art even drives it home that Hondo oh, is just oh. here to, char- to to start shit and run away. Yeah, he's just like, I'm out. <laughs> Something Doug pointed out to me when this article came out is uh, he seems like he'd be really good with Fen. Um, yeah, like any Ace-like ship he'd be really mm-hmm. good with. Yeah, being oh. able to get well, he's initiative one. So if you stress Fen last turn, you can make sure he's got yeah, at least. That's the big thing. Is you can, that's the big thing. Fen is... can link and still get coordinated too. Yeah, is mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the there are a lot of good coordinators in Scum, but they don't actually work very well with Fen because Fen well, has to link so often. Yeah, and, and here's the Hondo thing: Hondo gets around that. Yeah, this is explicitly not a coordinate. Uh, like Hondo Cruz specifically says, you can coordinate at yeah, range three. Yeah, it's just a separate. This is yeah. They perform an action that's on your action bar, which for the fire spray means you can have ships that do not have the target lock or boost or reinforce take those actions. Uh, you can have ships like uh, Gargarim or droids take the focus action. Uh, yeah. That I love that. That's these are great things. Of course, if I'm your enemy and you pick like my Poe Dameron, I'm gonna be like, all right, I guess Poe will take. Uh, Reinforce or yeah, know, but do... almost no list doesn't have some sort of filler ship in it these days. And zero to yeah. three is a large bubble. Yeah, so, most so of the you time... can be like, all right, your useless little you know uh, hobby. What's hobby gonna do off my action bar? Hobby will reinforce. Okay, sure. <laughs> you also pick the order that these happen. So like, you can give hobby the action first, and then Fen can react on what he actually wants to do based on what action hobby took. And yeah, usually I think that's going to be the, the right call, unless it's I want to target lock you, and then you'd be like, all right, I'm going to boost out of the way. Well, now I've made you boost that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is going to be a, a great and, strategic piece. And he's a fire spray, so he'll probably be seven points, and because he's seven points, he'll probably have a decent amount of loadout. Uh, so you can take like a force through on him. some six-point fire sprays. There are not. There are, are there not? I no. thought, no, that's right. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was when I was building. I was like, Finn, assuming a Hondo and Bounty Hunter cost the same. And I was like, six points. Yeah, left. I, so I, I think nine. they have gate kept them at seven because they don't want triple fire spray. Yeah, anymore. that's a smart choice. Yeah. No, 100%. Uh, like, absolutely. Uh, unless you put two pips on a fire spray, you can't cost yeah. less than seven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, again, I love that this ability is available at initiative one because it means usually you're going to be the first person to move. And you get to change the nature of the engagement. Uh, it's very much an art of war type thing. Whoever also, deter- dictates the I terms want of fire engagement. Sprays are just really good blockers. In yeah, general. they are. I love bounty hunters for that reason. Like I, they're great brawlers and blockers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the much reason I brought up the loadout is this means you can most likely take a force carrier on him. So and if you have got... cal- yeah, if you calculate force, you're essentially focused. Like yeah, um, so you're yeah. passing out a coordinate, and you're not harming your ability to, to impact the game at all. It's like having, uh, what is it, uh, Ala Secura crew, the coordinated focus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only yeah. on like a good chassis and not yeah. a lot. Like. <laughs> <laughs> True. And then the one that has caused the most confusion okay. and rules arguments so far, Dirge in the Rogue. Uh, Dirge's ability is one of the more complicated wordings. It says, after, while you defend, after the neutralized results step, if there are more hit crit results than your active shields, you may change one hit into a crit and cancel one hit. So this is a weird, do you have to do all of it? Can yeah, you do that? so before Gorin's rework, it would have been very obvious that you have to resolve all of this 
in order for it to work, in which case he's fine as a pilot. He's a little tankier than your average rogue, but whatever. But because of how they ruled Gorin, uh, which for those that know, he's the interceptor. That's at the start of the engagement phase. Choose a friendly ship range zero to three lower initiative than yours. The chosen ship gains one of eight token and removes one non-red stress token. And they ruled that you do not have to be able to remove a red token in order to gain the evade. Which means, based on that yeah. argument, Dirge does not have to change a hit to a crit in order to cancel a hit result. So if they rule it that way, Dirge is... Oh, insane yeah. because that would be, yeah. that would be ridiculous. the number of hits by one yeah. it seems like it should work the other way around because oh. for example if i have no <clears throat> shields and you roll one hit i could use its ability to change that to a crit and then there's nothing to cancel that would be dumb but if you go right, but if, the goron ruling you can just remove a red uh, non-red stress token and not give them a fade there's just no reason not to so nobody yeah. does right so the saying... ruling is that those were independent things and they didn't have to be together it's... Yeah, like the and is an and or. In that case, the the whole thing is like, why would you ever do the first part then? Right. Yeah, so Uh, I'm pretty sure the meaning is that you may do this thing, which is two separate clauses. Yeah, unfortunately, they just sort of said, if you do, cancel one hit result. Yeah, Yeah, it's basically reverse Bosk. Yeah. Oh. Um, So, like, if if they don't change their precedent. It's not yeah. like reverse busk. My guess is that there will be an FAQ that says, yeah, sorry, the wording's bad. You have to do both because yeah. it's stupid not to. It's obviously how it's um, So under the impression that it works that way, I think Dirge is probably the most o- overrated pilot I've seen people hyped about. Yeah. I he, It's a neat ability. He's I-5, but he's still in a rogue, which I want to be better than it is. Yeah. It is a midship. They made the rogue an X-Wing, but took I... only a red die. Yeah. One thing I hate, I just want, I'm going to be an old man yells at Cloud for a minute. I hate that mid means bad now. Yeah. <laughs> like That's with fair. the vernacular. It's, very mid, though. it's confusing to me and old. <laughs> That's true. But it just happened in the situation. <laughs> he's he's hard alive. His name is accurate. Indeed. Uh, there also is a CIS version of Dirge, and we have not seen that previewed yet. So uh, we'll cover that in the next episode, most likely. But yeah, that's what uh, Scum's got. So looks like uh, so far from Hot Shots and Aces 2, these have all been uh, pretty decent cards we've seen previewed. I am uh, tentatively hyped. Yeah, I think every faction so far has something that looks like it'll be good. I mean... Uh, I, would, I would argue that an Empire is the least good. Like, Ubel might be good, but he also might be trash. Just depends on yeah. the price. Yeah, Empire has the least exciting pieces, I think. Like, yeah, Juno's... The exciting to people but isn't probably not very competitive yeah um, uh, seven of... sister, i mean seven depends on cost if she's yeah true four or five she's probably good otherwise she's if she's the same price as Aiden or soon you're gonna take Aiden or Sintir over her yeah yeah but like i, I say if she's not like a in in an intercept with two force means evade boost or evade roll every turn yeah now we've still got to see what hot shots and aces 2 has for resistance first order and separatist I'm really looking forward to the Separatist just because I want to know what the coolest named ship, the Iron Assembler, does. Yeah, I do. That just sounds so cool. I hope he just poops out other vulture droids the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, he's like a nanite vulture that just, and at the end of your turn, spawn another vulture. (laughs) Great. But yeah, uh, again, provisionally hyped for all these. Looking forward to uh, when they come out in uh, two weeks. Because uh, yeah, it's got a drop date. Yeah, a drop date of eleven twenty-five. 
And then Siege of Coruscant coming out the week after that. All this stuff's going to be on the table soon. So be prepared. Probably next week we're going to see those three uh, uh, things drop. Well, uh, with that, we've covered quite a bit. Any major shout-outs we've got to people this week? No, uh, veterans. Again, all other veterans. Happy Veterans Day, and thank you all sincerely for your service. Indeed. Uh, in almost any other hobby I've been in, I've noticed that X-Wing attracts so many uh, fellow vets. Uh, we met Greg through a tournament that our local thing uh, put on that had free tournament entry for veterans, and that was Greg's first time playing X. It was so. for Veterans Day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, was it, was it was on. Veterans, yeah, it was on Veterans Day. Yeah, it was on five Veterans Day. Was, yeah, yeah, five years ago, a Veterans Day tournament we did, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of us out there. So thank you to everybody else who served. It's uh, been a great day. Make sure to go by Waffle House and get your free stuff. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's about, after all. So. <laughs> Uh, anything we else we got? Yeah, we, we it's our holiday, damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. And we'll see you guys soon. Vets, 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 vets. It's kind of a weird chance because it's kind of v, v is a soft sound. Vets, yeah. vets. I don't remember what we chanted last time. I don't know, we just kept talking and you just kept recording. This one's trail out. (laughs) Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.